Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. Great to see everybody. Uh, we, may, we may do a healing line for those that are running later. We'll all come at the back and just pray for everybody. It's an amazing day for a run. I think running is good for you, but um, I prefer to watch. So, uh, how many of you enjoyed uh, Star Wars Friday? May the 4th. May the 4th be, May the 4th be with you. That's just said for Pastor Gary who's with us today. He loves Star Wars. He's, he's in all of them. He studied every star that there's a war around. He's, he's a good guy. Um, so, you're right. I feel quite warm, actually. You, you're quite spread out. Too hot. Where'd you come from? <laughs> For those of you that are part of uh, Kingdom Faith, you, it's great to see you back. As um, Andrea said, uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday in here, we had an incredibly powerful, uh, really, encounter with God. God. God just came upon the room and kept coming in the room and kept coming in the room and kept coming in the room. And um, in that kind of environment, there, there was just such a sense of expectation, confidence that God is able to do anything. How many of you know that it's good to be in a place like that? Yeah. How many of you know that God has provided a way for us to stay in a place like that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, and during this time, I don't know, it went on for, for quite a while. There was just such a release of, of not just words coming out of people's mouths, but God words coming out of people's mouths where there was just a weight around them and a, just a sense of presence and intensity. Uh, and it got really strong, it re- really, really strong. And uh, you're, you're blessed as a result. We, we are praying for you. We actually were praying for your town, your street, uh, your neighbour, your friends, your family. Uh, so you are already part of the answer. And if you know that God always comes up with answers, which is incredible. I like that. Um, we're going to give a little bit more information about this. We're actually going to invite other church uh, youth teams and young adults teams to be part of our uh, Impact June. Uh, in June, so just over three weeks' time, four weeks' time, uh, we're holding a special event here uh, for Impact June where we've got our entire young adults team. Uh, the Move Band that has been at Faith Camp for many years, uh, a lot of their leaders, singers, musicians, it's going to be really, really powerful and the whole of June is really going to be uh, focused on releasing something into the youth generation. Now, don't sit there thinking you're disqualified. If your life is in Christ, you are qualified. We, we need your faith. We need your prayer. You were young once. Hallelujah. Don't forget. And you will know young people. Some of you, maybe you can't remember, but you were young once. Thank you, Lord. So, so we really just, we want to really ram this place filled with people like you, people full of faith and people that know that when you ask God to do something, he hears you. And the Bible says, if you know, say, if you know. So if we take the if out, you know he hears you, therefore you have what you ask for. So it's going to be an incredibly powerful time here. As I said, we, as a leadership, we've decided we're just going to let everybody around um, Worthing and, and areas that have young people, young adults groups, just come and be part of it. Come and encounter Jesus afresh for your life, your ministry, your people. Because God is doing something incredible with young adults at the moment. Is that okay? Great. Uh, how many of you have been checking out the uh, Bible reading? 
using it as a coaster maybe, or making aeroplanes out of it. I have no idea. Or maybe even using it to really dig into the Bible, the Word of God. But over these next few Sundays, we're going to be pulling some of the um, Bible verses which are on here. Um, And I'm going to be doing that a little bit today. Uh, We have all of the kids, young people, adults all coming back at quarter past 11. So I'm going to I'm going to speak really quickly. Did you get what I said then? That was amazing. I'm going to speak really, really quickly to make sure we get everything in so that when all, we're all in the room, we can all respond to God in the same way. Is that all right? Uh, next Sunday, we'll be celebrating uh, some incredible breakthroughs. There's, a, there's 130 people from across the church that uh, just come into the climax of the whole freedom course. Uh, life-changing, powerful. Uh, it it, it kind of transcends stuff that we can do on a Sunday. Um, getting into the Word and letting the Word get into us. But next Sunday, we'll be celebrating people who've just, just had a, a healing or a miracle or they've been set free from this, that, and the other. And some of you are some of those people. So I'm looking forward to hearing what God's done in you next week. That's going to be extremely good. Uh, so what we're going to be looking at today is, I don't know whether you've noticed it, if Conan was here, he's not, but he would have picked this up already, is that in May, uh, we're looking at parables. Do you, do you know what a parable is? Nobody. Okay, I'll explain what a parable is. A parable really is is a story using relevant items, things that you be aware of, things around you, but they have deep spiritual significance. And Jesus was brilliant at telling a story. He was extremely good. But he, he told these stories to people who didn't really know him. Now, the people that really, really knew him... He explained the stories. So parables were for the crowds. When Jesus was wandering around, uh, there were more crowds around than you could shake a stick at. Everybody wanted to be where Jesus was. Everybody knew that there was something different. Everybody knew that there was something special about him. Uh, anybody that was sick that came to him with confidence that he could heal them, he, he healed them. People liked being around Jesus. He had to kind of hide in the middle of the night and go and have a prayer time because otherwise he had crowds with him. But he told these parables to the crowds. He told his disciples what the parables meant. And they said once, why don't you tell us parables like everybody else? Do do, do you know what Jesus said? So does anybody here know Jesus? When the disciples, the followers, the people that knew Jesus the most, they said to Jesus, why don't you tell us stories like that? Because those stories are really cool. Jesus says, I don't need to tell you a story because you've got the secret. And the secret is not the story, it's the story author. If you've given your life to Christ, you have the author of the story in you. So we can read the story or we can be in the story. We're just going to look at a few real stories, real parables that happened in Jesus' life. And uh, I believe and we believe that these three things, four things are going to happen. Firstly, uh, God's going to speak to you out of the parable. We're just going to read several chunks out of the Bible, but they're all about parables. I believe the first thing God wants to do in you is to see that you're part of the story. You are part of the story. Isn't that great? I don't know. If that, how many of you actually read normal books now? Do you, have you all got Kindles or Fires? or You've got a book, right? I, I don't know about you, but when I read books, and I read a number of books, is I always go to the end first. Sorry, I'm getting dirty looks, but I do. I always go to the last page to find out, kind of, do I need to spend time listening to all this guy or was he get killed off in chapter 3 or whatever. I always go to the end first. 
sorry, I'm a man. And then I read about the author. You know, was he good? Does it, or she? Or do they make sense? Or you know, are they a bit of a whatever? Well, so when I got the Bible, I did the same. And guess what? At the end, we win. Come on then. So I went to the end first. We win. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We, we win. And then I thought, I'm going to check out the author. And the author knows what he's talking about. I tell you, uh, God knows how to not just live a story, but tell a story. So I believe we're going to see how we participate. The second thing I believe is that God wants to activate. Say activate. He wants to activate something in your life and my life this morning that's going to help us to live strong. The Bible says that, have we heard of Daniel? Daniel, lines den. Yeah. So Daniel, in the book of Daniel, said, those who know their God are strong and will do great exploits. There is something about knowing God that releases greatness. And God wants you to know God to release greatness today. The third thing is he wants to empower you. Because it's one thing to know that we can do something. It's another thing to be enabled to do it. So today, here with the kids, when we all come back at, at the end time when we respond, God wants to empower you to do great exploits. Now, that great exploit may not necessarily mean you go out there and raise a dead person, although it could do. It may just be that you... What? It might just be that you go out there and you have a positive attitude. It may be that you just have a change of mind. It may be that you just have a change of heart. I have no idea. All I know that anything that God does has got greatness in it. And then the fourth thing that God wants for us is to advance. Is God wants us to go into this week and the coming weeks knowing that we can live strong in God. Is that okay? So the first bit of scripture is going to come up on our one screen. Apologies if we don't have two. Um, without Colin here, it would just be him miming everything right now. And he's pretty good at miming, but he's not that good. Hallelujah. Uh, so we have one screen. So the first bit of the Bible comes from Luke chapter 6. And some of you might have read this parable before. Some of you might not have done. It says, beginning here, uh, verse 43, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out and the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Now that's a strange picture. Everybody knew what fig trees looked like. Everybody knew what briars looked like. What, what God is saying is, I want to fill your heart. I want to fill your life so much that whatever comes out of your mouth is going to be good. I want to give you every best part of I am, every bit of me, every single ounce that I am. I want to fill your life, fill your heart with that. So even if the world goes, what comes out is, yay, thank you, Jesus. Because there's a principle that out of our heart, our mouth speaks. How many of you have caught yourself on the quiet saying stuff that you wouldn't say here? Yeah, come on. Put your hand up or I'll cast that line spirit out. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> I know what I'm like. I kind of guess what we're all like, right? Is that sometimes when the world and when circumstances just prick my life, something comes out of me which I... Oh, did I say that? Yes. 
And God wants to fill your life, fill my heart, give you a new heart and renew your heart. So whatever the world tries to throw on you, pinch you, accuse you, squash you with, what comes out of your heart is God is still for me. God is still on my side. God wants to clean our hearts today to make them strong. Strong. When we let God have our heart, we get a strong heart back. Hallelujah. So that whatever happens, whether you have a fallout coming home, you get too hot and bothered, what comes out is good fruit. Good fruit. Why? Because people will want to pick from the fruit of your lips. There's a proverb there that talks about when we bring out right words, it's like choice morsels, it's like treasure. And God wants to fill your heart this morning, fill the young people's hearts this morning, so that whatever they're doing, good stuff comes out. Is that all right? Come on. I like this. That was the reading from the 1st of May. The reading from the 2nd of May was this. It's from Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Another story. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. Turn to the person next to you and just... So you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way. In the same way. That means in the same way. It's a really complicated Greek word. It means in the same way. In, in, just say, in the same way. Excellent. In the same way as that, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, I, I don't have any good deeds. I have deeds, but they're not good. Only God is good. So he wants to fill your heart so that your mouth comes out with good stuff. He wants to fill your life so that good deeds come out. It's easy to do wrong deeds and regret it. But God wants you and I to live with good deeds coming out so that we can celebrate who Jesus is. The great thing about this parable is that when, when we do stuff that's okay and kind of God's in it, we don't get any of the credit. But Jesus gets all the credit. When people see our lives and how we've come out of a journey from this to this to this to this to this, and again, you'll hear a lot of them next week, and then the week after that, I've got another couple of guys as well who are going to be sharing some stuff about how they started like this, but the more and more and more they just gave their life to God, their mouth to God, their heart to God, that great deeds just started to come out of them. Great exploits are on the tip of your tongue. I'm glad Gary's here. Great exploits are on the tip of your tongue. I think that's really exciting. God wants to raise us up, you up, me up as a signpost, saying, hey, Jesus is alive, and he's here, and he's got a plan for you, and he thinks you're all right. You just need to give your life to him and receive his back, and things will begin to change. Jesus is the signpost in a lost and a dying world, I believe. You see, I don't know if you can remember, if you... 
if you've been a Christian, if you are a Christian, you, you might not remember before you were a Christian. I can. And it was like walking around in the dark trying to lead blind men. That's the best way I can sum it up. It was the blind leading the blind. And then suddenly, boom, the light of who Jesus was just shone into my life, shone into my heart. And so I realised, wait a minute, I've been staggering around in the dark. Now there is a light on. How many of you, when you've lost something and it's really dark, the first thing that you want to find is a torch? Isn't it? Why? Because I believe part of that is reflecting the nature of God. When God did anything, when God did the first thing he did, he switched the light on. Right at the beginning of the Bible, let there be light. Why? Because God doesn't want to mess around in the dark. No, he's a, he's a God of light. And he wants his light to shine in our lives, your life, my life today, so that we can help people push past the dim and the distant. May the 3rd, the story was this from Luke 7. He turned towards the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house, you didn't give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I believe God wants you to have a strong encounter with him. I believe that Jesus has set us up so that whatever we've come from, Whatever we bring in, Jesus has opened up intimacy for you and for me. Jesus doesn't care what we were like. He cares what he can do for us. Jesus says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. When you study those, and I quite the same word, care, I, I bring him all of the stuff that I can't do and he exchanges it for all the things that he can do. That's more what it means. Is I bring all of my inadequacies, all of my failures, all of my worries, all of my successes, all of my whatever, and I just give it to him and say, Jesus, you can have the lot. And Jesus exchanges himself. That's what Jesus wants to do with you this morning, right now, in this place, on whatever the day is today, May the 7th, 6th. I'm prophesying. <laughs> Made a check, though, didn't it? <laughs> So Jesus wants you to be strong in that inner person. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. He that is in you is greater. It doesn't matter what is trying to intimidate. Well, if you knew what they were like. Guess what? Jesus knows what we're like. He knows what we're like more than we know what we're like. And then he still says, now come. Just come, come, even if you can't afford it. Come, if you don't even feel like it. Just come, because I want to make you strong. I believe we're in times where God wants to encounter us in a strong way. Not just like a kiss and tell, like we were looking at the other day. Not even just coming into a place where we get healed miraculously, and that, that's going to happen. But actually just a sense of intimacy where our head, very deliberately, gets 
put underneath the feet of where Jesus is. Because this is really what it represents, is this intimacy. May the 4th, Star Wars Day, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. There's a song there. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew. Hmm? You remember it. The winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because. Say because. Because. Remember that word because it's really important. Because. Uh, because it's foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The because is there because everybody has a rain time. Everybody has a windy season. Everybody has a storm happening. It's not what happens that determines your strength. It's what you're standing on that determines your strength. It's not what the house is built of. It's what it's built on. It's what it's built on. I've had the opportunity to speak to people that have got huge houses, million pound plus houses, but their their foundation of their strength, their relationships just seem to be a mess. Their marriages just seem to be falling to pieces. Their work ethic is kind of up there. Why? Because although around it, the house is there, but the foundation is sand. Their foundation is sand. It's not solid. It's not the solidity that Jesus wants to give you and to give me. Because actually, he is the rock. He is the rock. So this story that Jesus tells these guys, and I think it's interesting, is on May the 4th, is that, I want to be your rock. I want to be your stability. I want to be your steadfastness. I want to be your assuredness. You stand on me. And it doesn't matter how well or not you think you're building the house. And even if the house feels like it's going to fall down, the rock will never let you down. It won't. So it's not the quality of our ability to build the house. It's the intimacy and the steadfastness of what we're standing on. What we're standing on. And sometimes it can feel like you're literally standing at a peak of a piece of rock and there's nowhere else to go. Don't go anywhere. You're the safest where you're standing. Come on. I can remember sometimes, I mean, my mum, bless her, sometimes when I was going out to some of these countries and there was kind of stuff happening and all this kind of stuff, and, and she's made some strange comments to me. I won't say what one of them was because it's a bit embarrassing. But I said to her, I said, <laughs> I said, I get all your concerns, but the safest place for me is to be where God wants me. Didn't get it. The safest place for you is to be where God wants you. Because <laughs> he may tomorrow already know today you can have a stormy Monday, bank holiday. Woo! I don't know what your bank holiday is going to look like, but I know what the rock looks like. Sorry, did I, did I touch a nerve there? Oh, was it? You're going to have a great birthday. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be brilliant. Real celebration. Five minutes. May the fifth. We're getting there. This is from Luke ten. This is really long. This one. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. 
Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. And how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. There's a lot of love there. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away. You might be familiar with the story, you may not be leaving him half dead. The priest happened to come down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him, went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he put in, We know the story. Jesus says, which of these three do you think was the neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law said, well, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus said, go and do likewise. You might have seen this story before. What I want us to get out of it is the strong relationship with Jesus will make you cross the road. Intimacy with Jesus will make you cross the road because the traffic might be coming towards you here but you know that's where you need to be. This may be where you might be the only Christian in your family. This might be where you're the only one that believes in your marriage. This might be where you're the only person that knows God in your workplace. But this strength will make you cross the road. Because if you don't cross the road, he dies. If you don't cross the road, he dies. And it may be that just the way that you do life, the way that you live life, the way that you kind of bring up children if you've got them, just the way that you want to be with God. No, God wants us to cross the road. We've got to cross the road. Sometimes it's just easy to go with the flow. Yeah, I'm just going because everybody's going. And I can fake it till I make it. Hallelujah. But you've got to cross the road because that's actually where God wants you to be. And in that, and I've experienced this, you can be facing everybody coming the other way but you still know you're in the right place with God. You can just be hitting the wave of this and that and whatever, and what do you think, what do you think? But in your heart, this is what I'm supposed to be. Your life was not made just to go with the crowd. That's why Jesus didn't tell disciples these kinds of stories. What he said was, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. You are. Because I'm going to do... The same things in you that I did and even greater things. Man, you're going to look really weird to most people. But cross the road. Cross the road because over here is where the dying people are. Over here is where the desperate people are. We're not here just to walk up and down a pass and have a nice time with Jesus. No, we have to cross the road. This is where there's sick people, dying people, broken people. We've got to know God wants us to cross the road. You're understanding this, there's a bit of, I can feel it coming out of me. I don't apologise for that. So we need strength to cross the road because we walk against the flow of traffic. Yeah. Why? Because there's a voiceless generation there. Because you can't hear them above the noise. And suddenly you go over there and think, well, I haven't heard that noise. I've heard God say go. And I'm just there and suddenly you're in it. And it's, it's buffeting. But you're on the rock. Amen. Hallelujah. And when it comes out, your only good stuff comes out of your mouth. Why? Because there's only good stuff in your heart. 
Why? Because you were made to hang tough. That used to be a thing on a programme, didn't it? Was it, was it some quiz thing? Was it? Gladiators. I thought a Welsh person would know that. Gladiators. Hallelujah. It was hang tough. Hang tough. God wants you to hang tough. That even when life is pulling at you, you hang tough. You don't let go. You refuse. Even if you're just holding on by one finger, God will hold hold of you. That's what I love about Jesus, don't you? Come on. May the 6th. We're almost there. You're right. I bet you're glad that it's not the 27th of May, aren't you? It will be. May the 6th. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. This is the crowd again. A man planted a vineyard, put a wall around it, and dug a pit for the wine press and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. Should be coming in a minute. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head, bosh, and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they had beaten, others they had killed. This, is, this isn't good. This isn't good. But the tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. Then they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. When the owner of the vi- what then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard. So this is not the most upbeat message that you're going to get today. Hallelujah! But the point of this is, is it needs people like you to guard the harvest. It needs people like you to pray in your unsaved mums, dads, brothers, sisters, nephews, nieces. Because if we don't go up the harvest, the harvest will go to ruin. And we can go around saying the fields are what and to harvest. Yeah, but I want to be in the field and say it, not on the fence and say it. I want to be in the middle of the harvest field, not just saying there's a green field over there. There's a green hill far away. No, I want to be on the green hill saying, come on, let's get in there. Let's start sharing our Great testimony of our love for God and our strength. There's strong relationships, particularly in the house of the Lord. I do believe that one of us can do a lot, but two of us can do a lot more. That one of us can run really fast, but all of us can run really far. You ready? Let's all stand up, shall we? I want to welcome our young people, J247, United, all these guys coming in. It's great to see you. Come on in. Yeah, I like that cap. That is amazing. Keep capping these guys. They are all part of who we are. Awesome. And while we're still standing, did you see what I did then? The book of Ephesians, which isn't in your Bible reading, but it is in the Bible. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified, which means I'm going to shout it. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, brackets, draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him, close bracket, and in the power of his, bracket, boundless, close bracket, might. The love that God gives you is a giving kind of life. 
God wants you and me to live out of our spirit, the Holy Spirit. If you know Christ, he wants you to have the Holy Spirit. If you do not know Christ, get to know him, and then he'll give you his Holy Spirit. He wants you and I to live out of our spirit, not out of our natural life, our thinking, our intelligence, whatever our age, whether we're young or old. He wants us to live out of his love. John, you are so loved. I can tell that you are a loved dad. That is amazing. Everybody give John a hug. No, we won't do that. <laughs> Everybody jump on John. Yay! So I'm going to get you all, if you, if you don't mind, you all even if you do mind, to repeat something after me. Is that all right? So you young guys that have just come in, you need to be a bit loud. A bit loud. I can't hear you. Anybody from United here? Sorry, that, that sounded like Lenny having a tough time. Is, is, there, is there anybody alive from United here? Yay! Anybody from J247 here? Man, you sound really grown up. That's amazing. Cool, man. What's the age range of J247? Is it up to 25 or something? What is it? What is it? Is it? <laughs> Sorry, how old are you? Oh. Sorry, I'm... So, uh, we, we're, we're going to just repeat something because I, I believe God wants to do something right now. And he wants to do something out of a response to him. Is that okay? Remember, one of these parables is we don't want to just hear the word, but we want to do something with it. So I'm just going to read something out. If you want to, you can repeat it after me. If you don't, you're still going to get blessed. I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> I'll tell you, if, if you just want to fake it, do what Gary's doing, because he's amazing. <laughs> you ready? Yes. I was born ready. I am blessed because God has blessed me. God loves me with a strong love. And I can receive of that love today. Jesus came to give me life in abundance. I ask for this abundant life. And I receive this life in Jesus' name. I'm not done yet. Just waiting for you to receive it. Otherwise, is that okay? But yeah, yeah. Well done, Karen. That was good. He gives the Holy Spirit to all who ask. I ask for His Spirit to come. And I receive the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Just receive the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. I, I believe that if we do what God says, God does what He says. Just receive of His love right now. And just receive of His Spirit right now. If you're a young person, you can receive from God's love right now. Incredible love. Indestructible love. Amazing love. Just got a few more things to repeat. I submit myself to God. I submit my mind. I submit my heart. And I submit my body to God. I resist the enemy and he must flee from me. In Jesus, I am stronger than I think I am. 
In Jesus, I'm stronger than I see. In Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For the glory of God, to advance his kingdom, and to bless this region. I will live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And allow his life to live through me. Amen. Come on, let's give it an awesome praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Use the Bible reading thing. Tomorrow it looks about persistence in prayer. Pray and don't give up. Talks about sowing the seed. How many of you are blessed? The Word of God says that the blessing of the Lord has no trouble in it. No trouble in it. Just close your eyes. just want to pray. Father, I want to thank you so much. Holy Spirit, just come right now. Come right now. We've been under your word. We've been in your presence. Holy Spirit, just come right now. Thank you that you come in your grace, in your power, in your mercy. I thank you that you want us to live out of your strength. Out of your strength. My strength is your strength. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every young person. Everybody from United, everybody from J247, every team leader, every team member. Come upon them afresh right now. Be their strength, Jesus. Raise up a strong generation of people who know how to meet with you in a real and life-changing way who know how to yield their hearts to you so that you can fill it with every good thing, that will speak boldly for you in a, in a world that needs to hear about you, that they will cross the road even into adversity so that they do the right thing. Father, I ask it for the young people, but I also ask it for all of us, that today... We will go out of this place strong in the Holy Spirit, strong in the presence of God, strong in the love of God, strong in the power of God. Because we know that, we just know that no weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. Let's give the Lord a great big shout of praise, shall we? Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.